And then he just said, who cares about health? What the doctor like, hold on a second. So <laughs> hold on. So the yeah. doctor is telling you in the hospital, who cares about health? Exactly. Welcome to another episode of What's Your Takeaway? Today I'm very excited. I have a guest here. His name is Thomas Kambadze, and he was born and raised in Zimbabwe. He migrated to Canada when he was 20 years old, and then he went to McMaster for his undergrad, which was in paramedicine. And through, and though he wanted to be an MD, life kind of gave him a big twist a twist that i definitely want to dive into today and find out and this twist led him to uh, finding out his real passion and his real purpose so welcome thomas thank you thank you glad to be here how are you i am fine thank you i'm doing amazing and uh, looking forward to getting into this you know what's so funny there's one thing that i can say about you is that every time i talk to you, you always say amazing <laughs> and i find that amazing <laughs> okay so let's just get right into it and i have a question i like to ask all my guests up front um, because i'm always just curious about different people's answer and so that question is who do people say that you are you know i've never consciously thought about the question but that's why uh... i ask it <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, it depends from who it is. Um, people have different perspectives of me, but I've, I've listened to a little, sometimes when people talk to me, who they think I am, um, a lot of times people have told me I'm a good uh, listener, good communicator. I honestly don't believe it, but you know, <laughs> if you continue hearing for a while, you start to believe it. Uh-huh. So, um, that's kind of what I get from a lot of people. Like I'm a, I'm a good communicator. I know how to con- connect well with people. You know what's so awesome about your answer? The majority of people that I ask this question, they always give me a what answer versus a who, like what they do, right? Um, people know them for their job title and not so much for who they are. And so it's interesting to sort of think back as you just said, oh, I don't think that's, you know, uh, how I see myself as a good listener, but our gifts and our talents or whoever we are is not for us, right? It's for other people to experience. Exactly. And so if that's how they see you, you have to accept it humbly. Exactly. Exactly. It's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's how that is. So what I wanted to find out is I'm just dying to dive into the fact that you wanted to become an MD. That's a big deal, right? Um, and there was a twist that took place in your life that allowed you to find your passion and your purpose. And I'm glad you said passion and purpose because they are definitely two different things. And we're going to actually uncover that as well a little later on, but tell me a little bit about what led you down this path. First of all, you know, there had to have been an aha moment between MD and, uh, I think I'm going to turn the other way. What happened there? Yeah, so, you know, I um, went for my uh, pre-medical degree at McMaster, did uh, four years over there, and when I finished, I was about to write, uh, they had this exam called the MCAT exam, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's a big exam. I was, like, planning to write for it. I got a job in the meantime in the hospital. Um, As I was working in the hospital, you know, it was funny. I would walk into there as as soon as I'm walking in at like 7 a.m. in the morning, I'm already counting down the time to go home. Okay. And 
<laughs> I thought that I was a number weird. one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a real, little bit weird that like, you know, I'm showing up for work and I should be feeling excited. I'm already like, you know, counting the dots. I'm like, okay, it's like seven hours, 59 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I would clock that I'm done for work, I would literally be dancing in the parking lot as if I'm not coming the next day for next shift. That's hilarious. Wow. And so after a while, dance. you were doing your happy dance. Happy dance, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I would be dancing, singing at the top of my voice while I'm in the car and I'm just like this happy emotion. And after a while, I clicked that like, you know, something is off. It's missing. Why? It should be the other way around, right? Where, you know, I show up. And I'm happy to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when it's time to go home, I'm actually, you know, counting down to the next time I should be back at work. Exactly. But uh, for me, it was it was just like kind of dry where you're into what you're doing, but you feel like you're not really contributing the best that you could because your your heart is not in, is not into it. And I I think part of it was I was mostly following a passion of my parents. They've always wow. wanted me to. Red know. flag number two. We're going to deal with these red flags. Red flag number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was following in the path of my parents and being a good child, being a good African child where, you know, when mommy and daddy say something, you do it. You don't question it. That's also um, a Caribbean thing, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was the path I was taking. And I, at some point, it just like, something just seemed off and I was just thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. If I'm going to be showing up for the next 35 years, counting down the clock, that's going to be a miserable life. Mm-hmm. And so along the way, something just happened. You know, I, I, I remember I'd gone to this conference. I met this guy who was saying he was, um, he was a life coach. I didn't kind of like believe in, in that stuff at that time. I thought, you know, you go to a life coach and you have problems. I don't have problems. So you like going to somebody lying on a leather couch and starting from the beginning and talking about your childhood kind of thing. Is that was your impression? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, someone who's just like doesn't have direction. They can't figure out where they're going in life and they need someone to kind of, you know, steer them and tell them, oh, you do this, do this. Right. And then, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, I had met him like um, maybe about half a year ago. And I remember just connecting with him and, and we just started talking. And along the way, he was asking me questions about, am I happy doing what I'm doing? And I'm just like, no, man, I feel like I'm just stuck in this. And so we start, I started working with him. And along the way, I started to realize, oh, no, I am in the wrong place. Uh, my skills were not fitted for what I was actually trying to do and that was partially why I, I I was dissatisfied in what I was doing but also it wasn't really hitting at the core of like you know what I was passionate about I was passionate about really helping people um, I was passionate about health and unfortunately in the it's kind of ironic because you're in the hospital right you think that's where health happens mm-hmm this is no no way health happens and it kind of dawned on me this one day you know I was talking with the doctor right and I was telling him hey I have this you know side thing I've been working on I have a side business 
and uh, it's about uh, vegan food. Um, I'm thinking of like starting a company which manufactures vegan food uh, on a commercial scale, like you know, like products that you would see on a, in a on a regular shelf in a grocery store. And he's like, why vegan? And I, I started telling him about, you know, all the health benefits of like, you know, a lot of the things that we are seeing in the hospital could be reversed if we, uh, people on a, or on plant-based diet. And then he just said, who cares about health? Wait, the doctor, like, hold on a second. So, <laughs> hold on. So the yeah. doctor is telling you in the hospital, who cares about health? Exactly. Okay, so I need to interrupt you for a second. So, because that's a that's a bit of a shocker. Number two, where you know when you were studying to become an MD, did you learn a lot about the benefits of vegan food? And if not, where did you get that knowledge from? I think part of it, yes, I I learned it from school. Um, one of my classes, my nutrition classes, the teacher there, she was the professor. She wasn't biased. Um, by personal opinions, she was just like following wherever the science is leading her. Mm-hmm. And so she, had, she was starting to come to the conclusion of seeing like, you know, the latest science um, kind of leading towards like, you know, plant-based diet, uh, vegetarian and stuff like that. And so she started teaching about uh, us about that. But prior, so that was one aspect where I started to get it, um, get the information from school. But uh, I think prior to that too, me, I had personally made the decision to become um, vegetarian uh, in about 2011, then 2012, I became vegan. And along the way, I think one of the things that took me along that path, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent here. (laughs) I think it's relevant. I just became a Christian in 2010, started reading the Bible. I was very observant. I noticed that, you know, in the Bible, first, first chapter of the Bible, it talks about the diet that people were given God when God created them. And I realized, oh, it's a plant-based diet. And then I kept on reading, and I think I'm around like Genesis 5. I also noticed that um, it talks about, it, into, it goes into genealogies, you know, into like, oh, so and so lived so many years. And then there comes the story about the flood of Noah. And then after the flood, I also noticed the genealogies of how people are living. And people are now living like 180, 120 at most. Prior to that, they were living like 900 years. And I was just like, wait, wait a second. What changed after the flood? And so I kept on like trying to pick up the details. And I realized, oh, what changes that, you know, after the flood, um, the ad took some time to recuperate because everything had been destroyed. So I noticed that Noah was given the provision to start, you know, eating animals while the ad was recuperating until uh, the vegetation would come back to place. But it never happened because, you know, we all know it, it tastes really good. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking here, I'm realizing, okay, you know, animal products, I, uh, introduced into the human diet, humanity starts to live like very few years as comparison to uh, before the flood. Is there a correlation between like what you eat and your diet and uh, your health? So I started looking into the science and I realized, oh yeah, there is a correlation. I looked at uh, some number of studies, like, you know, there's some, there's a blue zone study, which is done by the National Geographic. There's also uh, the Adventist Health Study, which was done by um, Seventh-day Adventists at uh, Loma Linda University in California. And they did pretty comprehensive studies where they found that like on average, ladies live nine years longer um, when they're on a plant-based diet and men 
seven years longer when they're on a plant-based diet than their counterparts. So it's like, wow, this is like mind-blowing. Like, and I realized that it wasn't just the quantity, it was also the quality. You had lesser chances of like having diabetes, um, cancer, you know, heart disease, you know, heart attacks. And what's also mind-blowing is when you look at these diseases I just mentioned, they're the top three killers in the United States in the Western world, let me just say. So I'm thinking, wow, we can just eliminate the top three killers by just eliminate, you know, the bad stuff in our, in our plates. And so I, I, I went into, you know, into medicine with this passion for health. I'm like, you know, it's, it's very easy to, you know, to tackle the diseases that we're struggling with right now. People on a plant-based diet and people are just going to start recovering. Like, it's not just like preventing people actually reverse diabetes, reverse heart disease without, and, you know, for even avoid going surgery because the arteries are now reopening. So I went into medicine with all this like an excitement. I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm gonna be like, you know, the vegan doctor, the plant-based doctor, right. and putting all my patients on the, you know, uh, plant-based diets. And so that was kind of the background of how I how went into. It. But here's yeah. what's interesting because you becoming a, uh, you starting to be an MD, right, is not really wasted in any way, shape, or form. Um, in your new focus that you obviously researched and had a big reason to do that. You know, you want to make sure that people are healthy and that, you know, lives are saved, especially from the big three that's out there. So when you were studying to become an MD, it wasn't that you made the wrong choice. You got the actual knowledge that you needed, but you just, you just put it in the wrong place, right? Like it just needed to be focused somewhere else. It reminds me of a friend of mine, for example, who, she studied architecture in school, right? Because she uh-huh. felt like that's, I love to see structures and see things built and, you know, see the end result of it. And so in her head, the only way that she could see that was through architecture, right? So she studied, she became an architect. And just like you, I don't know if she was dancing in the parking lot, but I do know that she definitely wasn't happy. And then, you know, she ended up starting her own business and with her own clothing line. And if you think about it, creating clothes is almost the same as architecture, right? It is. It is. Right. It's the same thing. It's just that sometimes in society, we get fooled by, you know, the popular things that are out there. We don't know how to think past that concept. So you like medicine. And you like to understand how, so, you know, society, your parents, that was red flag number two, right? Following in the footsteps of your parents, when you've got your own footsteps, you've got your own footprint, you know, to make your own sort of splash in life, right? And so you had the right background, but it had to be redefined and refocused in a different way. And I find with the people that I've worked with in the past and going forward, um, especially now where here I am calling potential and purpose out of people. Um, And for me, my passion is other people's passion, right? And my goal is to help them achieve their their goals by connecting them with resources, tools, people, whatever is necessary to keep them going. And what I found out over the years is that they were always somewhat equipped with what they wanted to do. It just wasn't in the right room, (laughs) right? Exactly. It's just like a flip around. And so at the end of the day, when I think about passion and I think about purpose, you know, I see them as two different things. So 
you know, but you know, when you were talking about your story about, you know, having a passion to me, uh, when you said, you know, you wanted to be able to wake up and cannot wait until you start the next day. That's what passion does. It's a, it's, it's a driver. It fuels you. Exactly. Uh, it's not, it shouldn't, you know, when people like to say, follow your passion, I'm like, don't follow your passion. <laughs> your passion should be in the passion. Your purpose should be in the driver's seat. Exactly. Your passion is cheering you on. Okay. Because exactly. if your passion was to drive, it would just have shiny object syndrome. Okay. <laughs> and just start driving all over the place and, and whatnot. Passion is a feeling. It's something that fuels you to get up and do something over and over again, even if you fail. And people say, exactly. how do you keep, why do you keep doing it? Because you're passionate about it. Right. Exactly. And the thing about passion is it's not a selfish endeavor. So, you know, if people want to know if they're doing the right thing, that means that whatever they're doing, it's of service to somebody else. Exactly. Right? And you so for you, it. you mentioned that in, in your, in, in your story, because you went and educated yourself, not just, you know, in school, but biblically, you know, and I know in first Corinthians, it says in all that you do and all that you eat, you do to the glory of God. <laughs> exactly and when it says all that is all everything <laughs> that's like there's no skirting around all right you yeah. know because you know it could have said you know all that you do right you should you know give glory to god but instead it says all that you do and all that you eat there is a correlation there right exactly it's a huge correlation that none can really you know ignore right and so I find that, you know, having that knowledge and having the passion to want to, you know, save people's lives, the way that I would take your, because here's another thing I like to do with, uh, with my clients is I like to help them put their passion in perspective, right? And I like to give them uh, a name or a purpose or something that they can hold on to, right? And for me, you know, it's easy to say, I do what I'm doing because I want people to be healthy. I want them to live long and live healthier lives. But when you really think about it and you unpack that statement, what you're really saying to somebody is, I, whatever love you have for somebody in your life, I want you to love them as long as possible. That's right. I want the other person in your life to love you as long as possible. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? You know, if I'm going out to go to the gym, it's not because I want to, you know, look good for myself. I just want the people in my life to, that I want to be around them as long as possible. Exactly. So I'm going to go and I'm going to work out to make sure that that happens. And I think when people have a different perspective on why they're doing what they're doing and whom they are serving, it, the reward is endless in terms of, I mean, imagine somebody saying to you, Thomas, you know, if it was not for you, I wouldn't be able to see my grandchild. How do you oh. wipe that smile off your face? <laughs> it'll, it'll just like you know stay with you forever if someone would say that to me it'll be just like yeah yeah and you know it, it what you're saying ties in with like uh, i've been reading um i like to read a, uh, around a lot and i was reading this book which is just talking about um you know they're they're doing they have been doing some research on like very uh, the high performing people in the world like you know they yeah. look at the athletes uh, ceos and and all those people and they realize that in all those cases even though maybe what got them started into like, you know, their career or, you know, their spot or whatever was about them along in the long run, it's not sustainable to just like, you know what, I want to be the best in the world just because of myself. 
most of the times there's someone else attached to it. There's, you know, there's service. There's like, you know, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my wife. I'm doing this for all the people out there who are struggling with diabetes. And once it's whatever you, you know, it's detached from just you and it's about others, you can do way more than you can even imagine ever doing. Well, absolutely. I mean, I like to tell people, you know, God didn't give us things to enjoy life. He gave us life to enjoy all things, right? And if you think about, and I use this analogy because it's the analogy that is the backbone of my, of my business, right? And that is that a tree does not eat its own fruit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right? A tree bears fruit for other people to, to eat from. Right? Exactly. And so you have to be able to bear fruit that other people can come sit underneath your tree and eat the fruit that you have to offer. I mean, seriously, right? Why would you, you know, why would a tree bear beautiful fruits and stuff and then no one's allowed to eat from it? It's, that would be a selfish tree, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. And if you take it to the Bible, the Bible says that a tree that does not, uh, uh, a good tree that does not bear good fruit is cut off at the root. <laughs> yep yep that's true it's cut off at the root and right so you have and here's the thing you know you taking that turn from an md to doing what you're doing now people can look at it from a financial aspect and say you're crazy right like why would you do that you know how many money uh medical doctors make and so forth that's the other issue is that some people jump into career based on the amount of money that they're going to make versus the amount of uh, impact they're going to make in somebody's life. And that is not something that you want to weigh the scale on. And even if you're the type of person that says, it's my tree and it's my fruit and I can eat it if I want to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, I'm not saying there's tons of people, there's tons of trees like that. Okay. Out there. I'm not calling them names. That's why I'm saying trees. trees Okay. My thing is that somewhere down the line, even that gets boring. Somewhere down to your point, somewhere down the line, you realize there's much more to life because if you, you know, come off of this planet and go into the, you know, in you and look back down and you look back on the earth, you know what you're going to see a little blue dot. Okay. And why are you trying to be the most important person on this blue dot? Right. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. You want to leave an impact a legacy, something that others can, uh, can carry on. That leads me to something that I read in the Bible in um, Ecclesiastics, right? If anybody had the the whole world to their disposal, it was Solomon. Okay. (laughs) He was the richest king period. And there was no other king other than that was as rich as Solomon. Right. That's right. He's also the wisest man. Right. Exactly. So the best of, absolutely right and so if you think about the fact that if you actually take the worth the value of the of the planet at the time the the the, how much money everyone had in terms of wealth and compared it to what solomon had he still would be the richest person now because now you've got a lot of people who are millionaires and billionaires whereas in that time there was nobody that compared right so he really was the richest person right if you look at it from that perspective, right? And so there is a line that I remember I read about him when he said, there's nothing his eyes didn't see that he held back from. <laughs> wow. Like there's nothing that his eyes seen. Like, so this is somebody who had it all, 
okay, had it all. And what happened in Ecclesiastics? I remember reading a specific uh, verse in Ecclesiastics when he went on a rampage, right? Vax, you know, vanity of vanities and everything is vexation of the soul. <laughs> he just went off. And I remember I'm like, okay, let's see why he's so mad. Let's, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember enjoying reading Ecclesiastics, okay? And I got to a point where I had to stop and think about what he was saying here because I was like relating to what he was saying right? Knowing that I was going to get schooled by the end of the first, you know what I mean? <laughs> he was like, what, what point, I'm just going to say this in plain <laughs> non King James version language. Okay. Uh -huh. Basically he said, um, what point is it to live and work so hard to achieve a specific goal or to do something right? Only to die and have somebody else come in your place who doesn't care about what you were doing like you do right? He's like, so then if that's the case, why work hard to begin with? <laughs> if there isn't anyone there to pick up the mental and feel the same way, you're gone. And you know, your thoughts are no more. And so why should I work that hard? And I remember thinking, hmm, yeah. <laughs> why am I doing this? Nobody cares except for me about what I'm doing. Why am I doing it? And then of course, you know, when you read the Bible, it's, it explains itself, right? <laughs> Because exactly. I didn't walk away with that thought in my head and start changing my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept going and it said, basically, while you are here, you are accounted for your time, not somebody else's. And it's your time that you have to account for. So you want to live your life to the best. You want to fulfill the gifts and talents that God has already given you now. You want to be able to share and do as much as possible. So in that time, you are going to answer for your time and your time only. Exactly. And so give it, you give it your best, give it your all. You don't need to worry even uh, about what other people are, are going to do after you. In fact, the Bible says that tomorrow should worry about itself. <laughs> exactly. One day at a time, literally one day at a time. And so I think, you know, what I'm getting a lot, uh, this is what I'm hoping our list, the listeners are going to get from this um, podcast, this experience, is not to be afraid to actually go in a different direction that feeds you in order for you to feed other people. It can never be a wrong direction. What you might need is confidence and some courage. Exactly. <laughs> Commitment. This is why you need to be right around the right pe people. That's why exactly. some people like the, co the coaches uh, might come into play. But if you know your identity and you know who you are and whose you are, you need to know that before your identity, before your mission, before your purpose. Because that's that's what's going to help you stay grounded. Exactly, exactly. And so, so, so tell true. me a little bit about the business that you have right now. Yeah, so um, right now where we've eventually landed on is we are building a marketplace for vegan products. So the simplest way to think about it is we're building an Amazon for everything vegan under the sun. Are so, you serious? <laughs> yeah, for real. I have one question. Because there's one thing that I missed when I became a vegetarian. That's right. Um, because I do do some vegan type things, but I'm not fully vegan. I'm vegetarian. Okay. That's right. And there's one thing I miss tremendously. And if you tell me that I can get this, I will be your friend like forever. 
Okay. <laughs> Can I get good vegan cheese? Oh, we have an amazing selection of vegan cheeses. Like, um, it's, it's like unbelievable. We have so many vegan cheeses on our, on our platform. And some of them, they are so unbelievably good. You can't even tell that they're not, like, you know, made from, like, a dairy. Listen, I, you have to come by, like, tomorrow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because there are certain things when I became vegetarian, I did it overnight. I'm not, for anyone who's listening, I am not promoting to cold go turkey. cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a joke I have to tell a friend of mine from France. She came here and um, uh, I told her that, you know, when I became a vegetarian, I, um, I went cold turkey. And she's like, well, if you're not eating meat, why are you eating turkey? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I was like, you know what? I never thought about how that really doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't even know why the turkey is cold. But anyways, um, <laughs> I went cold turkey because I watched a documentary called Fork Over Knife, which you're probably familiar with. That's a good one. And so I watched uh, Fork Over Knife and literally the next day, the next day, I remember going into Fit for Life and I always used to order a chicken falafel, right? That's right. Um, and um, a chicken wrap or whatever, right? And so the guy sees me come inside the store and he's already getting ready, gloves on, he's getting ready to give me my chicken wrap, right? That's and I was right. like, no, 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 no. I'm going to have the falafel, right? He goes, since when? I go, I'm a vegetarian. Right? And he's like, when did you become a vegetarian? I'm like, yesterday. <laughs> like, literally, and I never went back. Like, it was such wow. a weird thing. I'm still shocked, right? It's because Fork Over Knife was so powerful to me, so the knowledge of how the body can repair itself. And it was Fork Over Knife, which was the culprit that got me to stop eating cheese because cheese and I were like best friends. <laughs> right? You'll be best friends again. This time you'll have the good stuff. I just want to like sing and hold hands and like, you know, do the happy dance like you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. So you're going to create like the Amazon of vegan food and so if I'm going to order that, what's the turnaround time? Like you can, anyone can order that from anywhere in the world? So right now we are based in, uh, just in Canada for now. We're, we plan maybe the near coming future. I won't say any dates because I'm on the air right now. Right. But, uh, <laughs> we're in the near coming future, we'll be expanding to uh, the whole of North America, which is uh, the U.S. Okay. Uh, let me just say the U.S. We're expanding to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and um, and what's exciting is it's not just food. It's like literally the Amazon of everything vegan under the sun. So if you're thinking about hey, you know what, you're starting to like you know thinking differently about like your choices around fashion and you want to ditch leather and you want to get into like more like you know fashionable um, things which are not made with leather but they look like. Um, we also have like a cruelty free um, uh, fashion section. We also have like, uh, you know, if you want to have personal care products, which are not loaded with like toxins, um, you also have all that stuff. If you want like even like cleaning agents for your house, which are not loaded with toxins, you have that. You have even like vegan pet foods. You have like vegan books, uh, cooking books. Wow. I mean, it was just like, you know, the whole concept of like any, anything under the sun that you're looking for, which is um, I think the values which, which drive us, uh, we look for things which are sustainable, we look things for things which are vegan, plant-based, eco-friendly, ethically sourced, and anything which falls under that umbrella bracket, 
mm-hmm. you'll be able to find it over there. So you don't have to like, you know, uh, go to several health food stores to look for these things or, you know, uh, specialty stores. You just be like, go online and you find every brand under the sun, which is um, doing business based on good values. You know what? I'm I'm sitting here excited like I'm ordering vegan food at McDonald's or something. Like <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? Because right as you're talking, I'm like, wait a minute. There's this product that I'm looking for. Um, there's this, and I'm going to. I'm one of those. I have a giver's gain mentality. So when I find something that is great, I want to tell everybody, <laughs> this is where you go because it's an added value for me to help people. Um, take back their time. That's my business name is to help people take back their time by not wasting it. Um, trying to find the many, you know, needles in the haystacks. Right. Um, And to be able to do that. I had to, I literally, um, I ordered something from a, uh, place in Michigan. Um, and you know, in order for them to, to send it to Canada, I had to email them. And it was just like this whole process, right? But everything there was all healthy and stuff. And I was like, why is it that, you know, Canada, United States, we're your neighbors. <laughs> What's the dealio? So the fact that you're just in Canada right now, I'm like, oh, Canada. Like I have <laughs> no issues with that whatsoever. So uh, what is the site? I'm going to put your site in the description of today's podcast so people can yeah, check it all, out. All good. That's right. All, it's, all good. It's that's all good. is the name of the site. Uh, name of the company is all good because everything there is all good. It's good. For I you. literally have a cookbook here. No lie. And it says it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of it and I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> literally. It says it's all good. Yep, I want to see that. I want to see that. Yeah, You're going to have to sell it on your Amazon slash conquer the world <laughs> vegan you know site. <laughs> definitely definitely i want that it, it jives with our vibe yeah it um, is it is um i have one last question for you um and that is what advice would you give to somebody who's seeking to you know find their passion or realize like you did that you know they're just watching the clock and they're not happy and they may have things around them like their pressure from family or friends or even society like what advice do you have to give them Oh, I, I can think of so many things, but um, <laughs> pick a lane, <laughs> load, pick a lane. Load, load question. I would say um, the greatest advice I would give to anyone there is you you have the the most growth in your life. Um, growth always happens outside your comfort zone. Right. You never grow in your comfort zone. You 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 have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and. You, Whatever that comfort zone is, whether it's like, you know, what's comfortable with like what your family thinks you should be doing or what's comfortable within your, you know, your finances, uh, what's comfortable within your relationships. Um, I think if you want to grow, you want to go to the next level, you can't do it while you're in your comfort level. You have to be able to, you know, to do uh, what's extraordinary. You don't become extraordinary by doing ordinary things every day. You got to go beyond beyond that comfort zone. So I think that's the biggest uh, step. A lot of people know they're in the wrong place. They are not doing what they should be doing, spending their lives doing. And it's very clear to them. But a lot of people don't have the courage, you know, to stop what they're doing and ex- go on a journey where they don't know where it's going to lead them to. 
a lot of people, yeah, I've met a lot of people who are like, you know, all the idols right now and they still say, oh, I regret, you know, what I'm doing. And I'm just like, so why don't you do something else different? And they're just like, oh, I'm so afraid, you know, I wish I was like you. I'm like, no, you, you know, you don't have to be wished to be someone else. You can do it. No, you just we need were to- all born complete. And, you know, everything that you just mentioned is the reason why I'm um, in the middle of launching uh, what I'm launching, and that is a passion academy, and that is a place where people can come and gain the things that they need to get started. Um, also, along with that is what I'm calling my passion circle, and these are for people who want to be a part of a like-minded group of individuals where they get the encouragement, the confidence, the courage, the commitment, the dedication, the direction that they need to keep going because uh-huh. I realized that that was the biggest thing that was missing for me was having that circle of individuals. So that's what I've been launching, looking forward to launch. Coming uh, mean, that is so much needed. You can't even, you, like, I, I, I wish I could say that a thousand times. That is so much needed. Like after I made this decision, <laughs> after a while I had to realize real quick that I had to change my friends real quick and said, you know, um, associating with like-minded people because when you don't have that community of people who are you know also inspired or inspiring you it's it's gonna be hard you know to keep that passion going absolutely and this is why this is why i'm passionate about calling potential and purpose out of people to help them get started in their passion and to keep them going um at the end of the day if you are not doing your passion you're working for somebody else's who's doing it you have to jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down and so this is why i created a foundation to allow that to happen so congratulations to you uh, Thomas for following what it is that you knew you want to fulfill who you were meant to be because you knew you were made for more I want to encourage anyone who's listening that they too can do the same and you know check out you know the link that I will provide and let's let's get our vegan on <laughs> so again thank you so much Thomas for joining me today I really truly enjoyed our conversation likewise likewise thanks, thanks for having me Not a problem. So for everyone else that's listening, please stay tuned and stay connected.